All right, welcome to Ducks and Pucks. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Jones. We've got some uh, big news to go over uh, today as uh, the Ducks made a trade, uh, uh, sending DSP to Montreal, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, also, Tim Jackman got re-signed. Uh, we're going to talk about Corey Perry and uh, Getzlaff being split up. And um, as usual, we'll go over our uh, game recaps and uh, game previews coming up this week. Uh, to start off, Eddie, the big news, uh, DSP sent to uh, Montreal. Yeah, and, and, you know, that was kind of surprising. I don't think a lot of people thought that he was going to be the guy traded. Uh, I think, we, you know, we, we were discussing and we thought Edom, if anybody, was going to be traded or, you know, somebody, uh, some of the prospects or a pick or, or something. And then this morning, you know, minding my own business, and all of a sudden on Twitter uh, I, I get a text and then I see uh, Twitter start blowing up that, you know, Seth got just coming over to uh, to Anaheim for for Smith Pelling. It was definitely surprising, but you know, you you look at the trade and it, it fills a need for the Ducks. You know, creative left winger, and you know, it, you know everybody loved Devo here, and you know he did a good job. And obviously, we remember you know his his goal against Dallas in the playoffs. But uh, you know, it's it's going to be a fresh start for both of them, and, and I think a, a, you know look at the trade right now. It's a fair 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 deal for both teams. Yeah, Eddie, I mean, uh, you know, we look at the stats and whatnot on here, and we look at, uh, you know, how DSP had been doing this season. He had five goals and 12 assists. Sekach had seven goals and nine assists. So, you know, they're right there, 17 and 16 in points. Um, similar ice time as well for both, um, you know, uh, right around 14 minutes for each. And, you know, similar situations as well. They both kind of um, had played on top lines early in the season for both teams and then have kind of been bumped to the third and fourth lines. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy with this trade. It's it's a pretty even trade, and um, it fills a need we had talked about. We said, you know, left winger and demon, and uh, we got one of the two uh, done with, you know, almost a week to go in the trade deadline, Eddie. Yeah, and, you know, when you look at it, it it's a little bit uh, – you see a lot of the reaction on, on Twitter, and, you know, a lot of people obviously might not know who Sekach is and haven't really, you know, seen his play or anything, and, and you know, Devo is a, a fan favorite, but – you know, when you when you look at uh, Sakatch's play at the beginning of the season, you know, he made the All Star game, was had a great start with Montreal, and everything was looking up for him. And you know, this is you gotta remember too, this is his first season in the NHL after after coming over from playing in uh, in the Czech Republic. So you know, the, the, it, it's kind of hard to judge his play. He's obviously got a, a lot of a learning curve with the you know the NHL ice compared to the European ice, and, and I th- I think. Uh, this deal in the long run is going to work out better for the, for Anaheim, and you know you never know. Uh, Devo could go to uh, Montreal and and you know tear it up and become a top six forward. But I think if you look at uh, you look at them and you compare realistically uh, the ceiling for both of them, I, I think Sakac has de- definitely a higher ceiling uh, and potential for the future. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Eddie. And, uh, you know, we put a poll question up there, too, once we released the breaking news. Luckily, uh, you know, it was early this morning uh, or, uh, right when I got to, to work, so I was able to uh, get it done and, uh, and get a question out there. And, uh, you know, the results were kind of interesting. We had, uh, you know, almost 40%, uh, you know, in regard to the trade, saying that it, uh, it was yet to be determined whether or not the, they thought the trade was good. And then uh, right behind that, 34%, you know, the fans don't like the trade. But, uh like I, I think you said, uh, you know, a lot of that's the initial reaction. I think if uh, people read into the stats and look into uh, what the other players have been saying on Montreal and the fans, uh, you know, they're they're actually pretty upset. They they think that um, they got uh, you know a raw deal. I, I think it's pretty even. 
um, like you talked about with with a slight edge going to the Ducks. Um, you know, I, I think some of it is still going to be determined going forward here. But uh, I, I don't think Duck fans should be too upset. Uh, this is a left wing position that we needed to fill, and um, we got it done for a fair deal. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it all comes down to you know they're the same age, relatively the same size. Uh, obviously, Devil's a little bit more of a, a physical presence, and uh, Sakac is more creative, and and you know that that's a little bit of a difference. I, I think it all comes down to is is you know Devo's had his chances. You know, he, arguably we haven't you know put him and slot him on the first line, and it's kind of hard to give him top six uh, minutes on the right wing with you know uh, the emergence of Silverberg and. And uh, Perry and and one Ryan used to be playing second line right wing, um, so it, it's kind of hard to, you know, judge what what Devo can do. But you know, Sakatch will have more chances, and you know that it kind of you know moves into the fact is is where is he really gonna play? And you know, obviously right now Bolaski it makes it a little bit easier. But you know, do you, do you see Boudreaux slotting him on the first line with Getzlaff and Perry? I know at least for one or two games, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I think that's the biggest question right now, Eddie. Uh, you know, as we go into the game recaps, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, you know, going uh, from last night's game in in, uh, in Anaheim against Detroit, and then Edmonton and Calgary, uh, Perry and Getzlaff have started the game, been separated uh, you know, for a majority of all those three games, uh, except the tail end of last night's game. But uh, I think that's the key. You know, Bolesky being out for another few weeks. Um, I think you take Sekach, you throw him on the first line, and, and you put uh, Perry and Getzlov together and see what those three can do. Um, I think it's a good idea. Uh, and if they don't try that, then I think you put Sekach on the second line, and then you either uh, go with Perry and Kessler or, um, you know, some other combination, depending on it. really depends, Eddie, on what Boudreaux is going to do with the Twins. Yeah, and I, I really think they're happy with, you know, that third line and fourth line, Jackman and and uh, and uh, Thompson, and, you know, hold the revolving door on left wing up up and down the lineup, and Cogliano, on Palmieri, and, and Raquel in the, in, the, in the bottom six. And I think they really brought in Sekax to test his top six potential. And, you know, putting him on a line maybe with, if they if guess on Perry get put back together with them or you know um and maybe move Maroon up with them we've seen how Merle Maroon's played with guess on Perry and maybe put Sekatch with Kessler and, and Silverberg you know it's it, it's definitely there's a lot of options for them to explore and I'm sure Boudreaux you know how much he likes to uh, roll the lineups we'll see Sekatch on a, a number of lines but I, I think in the end they want they're hoping that he's going to be a top six forward and uh, but you know it, when you look at it now and we needed a left wing, but it also you look at Bolesky at the end of the season. And, you know he's having a great season, but he's a UFA on the left wing. And uh, you know some people have been saying, you know bringing bringing Sekac is open the door for Bolesky to leave and and possibly you know dangling him in front of a couple teams for you know a top four D man and that that definitely could potentially happen now. Yeah, I, I think that is um, you know the direction obviously for. Murray to go in and the next, uh, you know, five, six days here before the trade deadline is to go for that top D man. And I would hate to see Valeski get traded, honestly. I mean, he's one of my favorites. Um, but you're right. That could be something that comes up, um, some kind of a package deal. I don't know. You may see, say, uh, Edom or uh, a prospect or something like that. I don't know. It's going to be interesting times uh, in, the, in, you know, in the next week, Eddie. Yeah, and, and it all depends on if Murray believes – uh, Bolesky will be able to continue doing this throughout his career, um, and, and you know I have to, they'll be working on contracts. Obviously, there's other guys who got to get signed that are 
not to understate Valeski's importance to the team, but there's a lot of other more important guys who who we have to get signed and you know core guys to the team. And if Valeski is asking for too much money, I think uh, moving him now is his value will be higher than it ever has been. And there's a lot of teams out there looking for scoring wingers and. You know, moving Bolesky and maybe picking up that top four D-man might be exactly what we need. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it really hinges on uh, Bolesky, uh, you know, how much he's going to want next year. And then also, like you said, Murray's belief of how well he's going to do. And, uh, you know, you talk about resigning core players, too. You know, the other news is that uh, Tim Jackman got resigned for a year, uh, which helps out with our bottom six. Uh, as we talked about, we're, the Ducks are pretty solid uh, with who they've got there. And, you know, I'm really happy about this uh, signing of Jackman again, Eddie. Um, you know, if, if I could have 10 Tim Jackmans, I would put him out there on the ice. You know, obviously I need some centers. But, um, you know, he's just got the heart. He plays hard. You know, he's not going to score often. He'll, he'll get on there a few times. But uh, I think the biggest thing that uh, we can all agree on is, uh, you know, he hustles 100% or 110%, you know, every shift on the ice. Yeah, and, you know, he's really the prototypical fourth liner that you're looking for. You know, he, he's not going to score goals, and, and, you know, when he does it, uh, it's helpful, and it, and it adds to the secondary scoring. I mean, he's going he's gonna to stick up for the team. He's going to throw a couple checks. I mean, he's not going to do anything fancy, but he's going to be that gritty guy, and, and, you know, you always need those types of guys, especially on the fourth line and even up throughout the lineup. Obviously, you know, our, our two best players are, are gritty players as well, and you got stuff in Perry, but... You're going to have that all the way through the lineup. And, and I think, you know, it's only a one-year deal, but I think it's fair and, and it's definitely welcomed by, by most of the fans. Yeah, and, uh, you know, looking at the way he's played, I mean, you know, we can look at the uh, last uh, couple of weeks of games as we talked about, and the Ducks have, uh, you know, really, really struggled. Um, going back to the uh, Tampa Bay game, you know, the Ducks came out in that one ahead. Uh, one nothing in the first period on Maroon's goal. And then, uh, you know, we had a terrible second period and got down, you know, uh, four to one and never recovered. And it seemed like at that point that the Ducks really were trying to figure out what to do. Um, we had just struggled and, and got knocked out of first place in the uh, Western Conference. And, um, you know, just trying to get things righted after that. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about the next couple games, and they did. But, uh, what do you think was the major problem with the Ducks? You know, I mean, obviously we got people like Jacqueline that are they're playing their heart out, but uh, you know, a bad period really did us in in this one. Yeah, and we've seen that a lot. You know, the second period where we were outshot about twenty to five, and we saw that in the Nashville game um, that we ended up winning, but in the third period we were outshot, I believe, twenty four to two or three. Uh, so it's just having these poor periods and not being able to play. You know, if not like a complete 60 minutes, just you can't have a period like that where you completely fall asleep and, and expect to win the game. You know, obviously that national game was an exception, but you know they started off well and, and they had the lead, and then you know that that second period, and we've seen that a lot this season where they've just their play has just completely fallen off, and uh, somehow they've come out of the dressing room with just no momentum and. And no, you know, want to to keep, you know, adding to the lead or just keep the lead. And you know, when they're up, to, when they're down two one, it, it wasn't such a big deal. And you know, they were about to close off the period only down by one, and that might have been, you know, a little bit of a chance to get back in. But then the the two late goals by Tampa Bay kind of, you know, put put into bed. And you know, even a, a strong third uh, third period from the Ducks uh, wouldn't taken a lot to get back into the game. Yeah, you know, and we talked about that and. The Bruce's response the next day at practice was when he decided to go ahead with this splitting of uh, Perry and Getzloff. You know, he kept Getzloff on the first line, 
uh, put Perry on the second line with Kessler. And, uh, you know, we went into the, the next game with Calgary, and we started out poorly in that game. We gave up a goal in the first period and a, and a goal early in the second. And it looked like here we went again, Eddie. We were down 2 nothing. you know, in the first 31 minutes of the game. And um, Cognato turns on the afterburners, gets a goal uh, late in the second to get the Ducks back in it. And then uh, finally, we see a little bit of the, you know, the, the early season Ducks here is as they came out and, and, you know, blew away Calgary in the third period, getting five goals. And we ended up finally turning something around and winning six to three. Yeah, and, you know, Cogliano's goal kind of woke them up after a sleepy effort in, in, you know, the first half of the game. And then the Ducks really flipped the script on, on Calgary. You know, Calgary being the one of the best, or if not the best, third-period team in the season um, so far, having the highest goal differential in the third period. And the Ducks, you know, when you can put five goals past anybody in a, in a period, it's amazing. But putting it past the best third-period team in the, in the league is definitely you know, uh, it's definitely a feat. So, uh, but yeah, you know, it was it was definitely a bounce back win, uh, another comeback, and we've seen that a lot. Uh, at least it wasn't a one goal win, so that's something we can be thankful <laughs> for. But yeah, you know, Boschman getting on the score sheet, uh, you know, Getzlaff and Perry uh, split up and getting some points, and you know, just getting some secondary scoring from up and down the lineup from Silverberg and Palmieri, Cogliano. Uh, I, I think all in all, it was a good win. You know, Gibson had a pretty strong game, so you know, they, they're hoping to look to continue the momentum into the next game against Edmonton. Yeah, I mean, we uh, tied a le- uh, club record with the five goals in that third. And, um, you know, the Ducks carried it in to Edmonton in the back-to-back situation in which, uh, you know, we talked about this, too, in the back-to-back. And we didn't know if uh, Brzezgalov would go in one of these games or Gibson would go in both. And, uh, you know, uh, Bruce showed no confidence in Brzezgalov at all. He went with Gibson again. Um, and it ended up, you know, the Ducks prevailed in this one. We scored early. Now, Francois, again, you know, getting another goal and Getzloff getting the game winner late in the third. And, uh, you know, uh, the Ducks, it looks like they're going to roll with Gibson until Freddie comes back, uh, Eddie. Yeah, and he had, he had a solid game that game, too. Um, it was another game where the, the Ducks weren't, um, you know, impressive, uh, getting outshot by the Oilers. Uh, you, know, only, you only get 21 shots in the game, but, you know, a gritty effort. And like you said, we got to get the ugly goals. We've said that in the last few podcasts. and. And gets last game when it goes in off the foot of, of Justin Schultz, and you, know, you got to get those goals if you want to win hockey games. And and you know, getting a, a two-game win streak after you know a, a pretty bad start to the month is definitely important for the Ducks. And you know, Boschman get on the score sheet again, and he's filling uh, he's filling the net uh, the last few games, making up for Vodnin's absence. Uh, not something we're used to seeing him do, but it's always nice to see you know one of those defense defensive defensemen you know get on the score sheet a couple times and. If he if he can get ten at the end of the season, I think that'll be a, a great year for him. You know, and you mentioned uh, Boschmay too. You know, he achieved a milestone in this uh, game, getting uh, you know the goals that he's been getting uh, as far as total points. He's now second on the Ducks' all-time defenseman list with 171 points. Uh, he's only uh, behind Scott Niedermeyer now, which um, may be a little bit more difficult to achieve. Uh, you know, Scott Niedermeyer's at uh, 264 points, so. Uh, you know, it's a little bit out there for Francois to get to. But, you know, nonetheless, it's a good achievement to see him uh, get second on that uh, list. And uh, as we'll talk about, he, he rolls again uh, in, De- in Detroit, as uh, we'll talk about that game in just a minute, Eddie. Yeah, I, I think uh, it would be a little bit of a, a far stretch to say that he would uh, end up catching uh, Niedermeyer in, in the long run. Um, I think you know, it would be great for him to, to pass uh, 200 if he can. 
Um, you know, we'll, you'll be looking at probably in the next 10 years or so are guys like Lynn Tom and Fallon Bonden. If they stay at the club, they're, they're, they'll be the guys who you'll be looking at the past Niedemar on the points list. But uh, it's definitely a, a good milestone for Boschman to uh, get up at the second in points. It, it's not something that we look for from him, but it's always nice to, to see him get on the score sheet. Yeah, and you know, also uh, in this game, we had uh, the Ironman, Cogliano, playing his 600th straight game. He's played every single game in his career. And, um, you know, he's now eighth all-time on the NHL Ironman list, and he is the uh, current active leader for the uh, the streak right now in the NHL, Eddie. It's just amazing to, to see a guy of his size and, and the way he plays. He's... He's such a scrappy player. He gets in, you know, in the face of other players. He he finishes his checks, and you know, he's not a big guy, like I said. So it's amazing to see a guy like him, um, and you know, the way he plays, go go through his whole career without getting injured. Um, it, it's uh, something that I hope he can continue for the rest of his career. Obviously, we don't want to see him go down. He's such an important player to the Ducks and and the secondary scoring and, and you know and and making that those top three lines for the Ducks uh, just tick. So. Uh, it's definitely a great milestone for Cognano, and we hope to see him play another you know, another 600 games if he can make it to that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, another milestone. Uh, you know, this was just a game of milestone after milestone. But uh, Perry played in his 700th game as a career duck, uh, moving him second on the the all-time list. Um, he's also uh, got uh, Getzloff behind him at 690. So we'll be talking about him soon and. Uh, of course, uh, Tamu Solani, number one, with uh, 966 games, Eddie. But, uh, you know, Perry and Getzloff, uh, they might catch him, uh, you know, in a couple seasons. Yeah, it's only a matter of time, really. You know, they're, they're, they've got eight-year contracts. They're going to be here for a long time. And uh, 200 games and three or, three or four seasons down the road, we'll see both of them pass it. And I'm sure we'll see both of them uh, break uh, many more milestones for the Ducks. Uh, you know, it'll, be, it'll be hard to see them not pass uh, almost everybody uh, by the time their careers are over. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's the way it's probably going to look. And, uh, you know, uh, we got to see uh, Tamu last night uh, when I was at the uh, Detroit Red Wings-Ducks game. Um, he uh, was in the suite, and they showed him in the third period, which, uh, you know, in this game, uh, man, the first two periods, the, the Ducks played awful. I mean, that's that's the only way I can really put it. They had ten shots on goal in the first two periods. Um, first period wasn't as bad as the second. The second period, they only had three total shots. They were down, you know, two and nothing, basically because Datsuk was skating circles around them. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but that's the way it looked. Uh, you, you'd think with Zetterberg out that the Ducks would have uh, had a better chance, but uh, Datsuk filled in the role. And then uh, third period, they show Tamu on the jumbo screen, and then uh, all hell breaks loose, and the Ducks score three goals in, in just under three minutes, Eddie, uh, in route to the shootout win. Yeah, it, you know, we we talked about it in the Tampa game and, you know, earlier where the Ducks kind of just fall asleep for a period and, and, you know, they don't really show up and it comes back to, to bite them. And, you know, luckily they're able to get the win in this game, but that second period, you know, that, that's not acceptable when, you, when you're, you know, trying to beat a team as good as Detroit and how you know, how good they've been this season and, you know, only getting 10 shots through through two periods where Detroit was able to put up 11, you know, in all three periods, so... The, the, the Ducks didn't really wake up in, into the third period, and you know, we're, we're obviously lucky they did. And uh, Cogliano again sparking um, the team and, and getting them going. And then uh, Edom gets a, a goal on a, an assist from Stoner. And, and uh, you know, a little bit more than a minute later, Boschman's able to pot his third in, in, uh, in three games. And uh, it's all looking good. And, 
uh, near the end of the period that all they had to do was hold on. But uh, you know, you look at that play too on on the Riley Shea goal for for Detroit, and what we've been talking about with Stoner and, and Brewer, and another kind of lackluster effort from I believe Brewer. Um, who wasn't really picking up the uh, the tailing man in Shahan and he ends up scoring the, the tying goal. Um, but then Silverberg, obviously our, our uh, shootout hero, gets the winner and uh, gets in the shootout and gets Gibson and the Ducks to win and you know continues the streak uh, in the three games. And we got Ottawa and L.A. coming up. Hopefully the, the streak can continue from there. Yeah, as you mentioned, you know, Ottawa's uh, coming to town on Wednesday – um, you know, they're, they're not in the playoffs right now and, and they're not doing as well. And, and we've mentioned this too, no games a gimme, but, um, this is one that the ducks, uh, I think should win. Um, it's going to be a little bit interesting with the trade now because, uh, has got to deal with, uh, some visa issues. So I don't think he's going to be available for Wednesday night's game. So it'll be interesting to see how the lines shape up for this game, but it's still a game that the ducks should prevail Eddie. Yeah, it'll be nice to see if Sekatch will be able to play. Um, it's doubtful, like you said, because of the visa issues and, um, and you know the travel is not really a problem. It's just the work visa. So um, if he's able to play, that'll be nice. But yeah, this is definitely a game the Ducks should be winning. Uh, Ottawa's pretty much outside the playoff picture. They're not eliminated mathematically, but uh, it would take a big effort from them and a big collapse from a lot of teams in front of them to to make the playoffs. Uh, but they're still a good team nonetheless. Uh, They've got two of their goalies out right now, but I believe Anderson and Lehner are both out for them. Uh, so they had a younger guy uh, come up from the minors, and, and Andrew Hammond, who's actually won his first two starts, for, and he's played extremely well in both of those games. So uh, nobody's had a real you know, good look at this guy, so um, it's going to be hard to uh, to see what kind of you know game he's going to have. And I think the Ducks just need to jump on him early and you know, maybe get one past him or get a lot of shots on him. And, and get his confidence down, because right now his confidence is probably at an all-time high. Yeah, I agree, Eddie. I think uh, getting some goals early in this one is going to be key for the Ducks to, uh, you know, we talk about them coming from behind and, and winning all these, uh, you know, games. I mean, you know, that last game in Detroit winning, uh, you know, they're now 26-0-7 and in one-goal games. Um, and, you know, they did really well in this last year, too, uh, coming from behind and winning. But um, you got to put a team away early, and they got to put away Ottawa early in this uh, contest. And they can't rely on all this, you know, coming back from behind. I mean, don't get me wrong; I was super excited at the game last night, and as all the other games I've gone to when we when we come back and win. Um, but you know, in a seven-game series, when now it looks like you know we may be playing the Kings or we may be playing the Sharks, um, with the way everything's been going up and down, it's going to be real interesting. Come. Uh, April or May, um, especially with the Kings coming on Friday, is going to be a huge measuring stick. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention to the Kings, they've won seven in a row. Um, and now they, they could possibly even end up second or third um, in our division, Eddie, going into playoffs. Yeah, and you know, it's, not, it's not always about getting the, getting the lead in the game. And obviously you want to score first and you want to be able to you know put up a lot of goals on, on teams. And that's not always going to happen. And obviously for the Ducks this season – um, it hasn't happened at all, really. Uh, we've seen, you know, most of the games go to one-goal games, and the Ducks have come out on top, you know, 90% of the time. And uh, but you know, I think it's the main thing is they just got to play, you know, full 60 minutes and and not fall. So at least if you're not if you're not going to play full 60 minutes, don't fall asleep completely for a whole period. And we've seen that a lot for them. And you know, if you keep doing that in, in a seven-game series, it, 
you're either not going to win it or you're going to have to go six, seven games in, in, in a series you should be winning and end up tying yourself out for the next series to come. Yeah, and I think that's the big question. I mean, like you said, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we win the one-goal games, but I, I don't want to get too much in a hole in some situations because, um, you know, we did that against uh, Dallas and we came back in that dramatic uh, game six to eliminate them. And then, uh, you know, we had some of those moments uh, against the Kings and ended up not prevailing in the seven-game series. Um, and I think for us going forward, we, we talked about this too, Eddie, is if you – get up on somebody and you get three wins, you got to get that fourth win in the next game. And, and, you know, that's what killed us against Detroit two years ago. And that's what killed us against the Kings uh, last year. So I think that killer instinct too um, is, is kind of lacking. You know, we can't fall asleep completely for a period, but once we do get to those closeout situations, that's when we've got to really take it to the other team and, and knock them out. Yeah, you know, we've obviously got the Kings coming up after uh, after Ottawa, and you know, by the time they reach us, they might have uh, they've got also have to play Detroit tonight, and I believe Ottawa on Thursday, and then us on Friday. So by the time they play us, they might have already won uh, nine games in a row. Obviously, if you haven't been paying attention to them, they've won seven games in a row uh, so far, um, and you know the, it's going to be a tough. Uh, game even if they do lose these next two games and, and the streak's over, uh, they're going to be looking to beat us and. Uh, well, we we'd like to be able to clinch the season series with a win, but it's gonna, it's going to be the toughest game of of a stretch that we've had in a while. Obviously, you know you can't you can't say Calgary and Edmonton and and you know Detroit and and the Ottawa game coming up are tough games, but you know anytime you play LA, it's going to be tough. And you, know, you play them in in Honda Center, you play them in the Staples Center. You know it, it doesn't really matter. It's going to be a tough game, and the Ducks are going to have to come out and play a full game and and. Uh, pull up the win and, and you know might be a preview of the second round of the playoffs as well yeah and, and you know what else is going to be interesting too uh we didn't mention earlier in the show is the goalie movement with the ducks um you know briskoloff got uh, sent down on waivers to uh norfolk and uh you know he's out basically uh as we well we assume he's out uh at least playing for the ducks unless something else crazy happens in the next uh, few weeks here but uh labarbara was recalled and backed up Gibson last night in Detroit. Um, I don't know if Freddie's going to be ready. I haven't heard anything yet about Wednesday or Friday. But, uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice to get Freddie, Freddie back. And then, um, you know, then uh, Boudreaux's going to have to figure out what he wants to do. Uh, either go with Gibson or go with Anderson. Uh, you know, he might bring Anderson back and play against Ottawa or the Kings. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But. You know, with Gibson and Freddie both playing well, it's definitely a welcome sight for the Ducks. Yeah, and, you know, it depends. It all depends, like you said, when Freddie comes back. You know, if he's ready tomorrow um, and then, you know, put him in for the game against Ottawa or, um, you know, maybe put Gibson in and give give Freddie a couple more days off to, so he can get the start against L.A. Yeah. But, you know, if, if he's back in time, uh, I could see them splitting it, but I could also see Gibson playing both just to give Freddie some more time off. Uh, but you know that this what we've seen from Gibson so far. If if he's to start this LA game, it's definitely going to be his biggest test of the season. And you know, obviously, we'd like to see Freddie come back uh, with uh, Labarra being recalled. But uh, and Brzezgalov uh, going down. It's it's been a goalie uh, mess so far with all the injuries and you know recalls and sending guys down through waivers. It'd be nice just to get you know Freddie and and Gibson just one two for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think that's the key, uh, Eddie. I think we got the left wing that we needed. 
Uh, whether uh, Sekatch plays on the first or second line, you know, um, it, it will be determined. Uh, you know, it could be uh, Pat Maroon on the first line um, and Sekatch on the second line maybe until Valeski, you know, comes back or uh, doesn't hopefully get moved. But um, I'm still going to hold firm that we need to get a shutdown stay-at-home defenseman uh, going forward if we really want to push all the way this year, which I, I still think that there is a move with uh, Murray coming, and I think it will happen in the next week. Uh, you know, we've, like we said, we signed Jackman, made this trade today. Uh, I still think there's something out there, and, I, and we've thrown some names around out there, and, um, I, you know, I don't know who he's going to go after for sure. We've talked about McCulloch and Larson and Yandel all from Arizona. Uh, we've talked about a few others as well from other teams. It's going to be interesting to see, but I, I think that's the last thing we really need, Eddie. Uh, if we stay healthy, Gibson Anderson, uh, you know, I, I think we'll go pretty far. We pick up a shutdown demon. I, I, I think we, you know, it'll be probably us in Nashville fighting it out uh, in the Western Conference Finals if both teams stay healthy and, and make it past the first two rounds. Yeah, and you know, like you said, I, I think we definitely need – to pick up that defenseman, you know, that guy who can be a shutdown guy, you know, put him on the penalty kill, put him in tough situations, uh, and be able to get the puck out. He'll be, he'll never be out of position. You know, one of those solid guys. And it's hard to find those guys. And, you know, I, I think there's a couple that are available that will do the job better than, you know, Stoner and Brewer and you know, Manson, to be fair. It'd be nice to have a guy who's, you know, NHL ready a hundred percent and, and, you know, been in the NHL for, you know, a couple seasons. So I, I think, like I've said in, in the podcast before and on Twitter, I think McCallick is, is the guy that we should go for. You know, there's other guys out there like Sekera as well, and a lot of guys who've been already pulled off the board and Myers and, and friends, and, and you know, well, a lot more names will be, you know, probably come available by the time the deadline rolls around on March 2nd. But, you know, I'm sure Murray's probably got something in the works. Uh, there's, he's definitely not done. Uh, defense is, is the main thing, but they're not going to overpay for it. Uh, they've got guys who can play the spot. Obviously, we haven't liked how Brewer and Stoner have played, uh, but you don't want to overpay for one of these guys, especially if they're rental. So, um, you know, we want to see a guy come in, but we also don't want to overpay. Yeah, and I think that's the key. Um, I mean, if we don't make a move, then it's probably going to be an overpayment type of thing. I know that uh, there's been some people out there uh, asking Murray, there were some comments on Twitter today about uh, going to, you know, for Theodore and, and Richie, uh, but for rental type things. And, and Murray's already said he's not entertaining any of those types of things. It's got to be something solid. Um, you know, I don't think, like you said, he's going to go for a rental thing. He He's looking more long term. And, uh, you know, speaking of long term, the, uh, the Ducks are going to have their uh, AHL team just down the way here in San Diego, which I'm happy about because, uh, you know, it's about an hour, 30 minute drive, uh, give or take traffic, uh, which is going to help the ducks. We're going to have the prospects out here. We're going to get to see more of them. Um, they had the big event this last Sunday. Uh, I, I tried to go, but I, I had too many other things going on, but, um, it was a good event, Eddie. And, um, I think it's good for the ducks in terms of player movement. And, you know, um, uh, with all the other AHL teams coming out, it's good for hockey for the state of California. Yeah, I know. I've, I've seen the uh, the logo reveal, and I heard the owners talk about how, you know, for the last 10 years they've been really trying to, you know, bring that, the, the AHL franchise to California and have it closer to the Ducks and, you know, have it more represent the Ducks with the colors and, you know, the orange and black and, 
or just being able to bring, you know, if like we said before, having the ease of calling up, you know, play younger players uh, for home games, and you know they don't have to go as far, you know, across the country from Norfolk, and it's just easier, and you know, and it, it, it like you said, it grows the the sport of hockey in California, you know, putting uh, more Ducks fans across California, not just in Orange County, but you know, maybe up with, in San Diego and in other places as well. So it's definitely a, a good step forward for the Ducks and, and, a, and a big step forward for hockey in California. Yeah, and, you know, uh, if you're listening and you want to write about the, the goals, we're taking more writers. Uh, we've got four more that have joined us, and I've got a couple more inquiries because um, we're going to be covering the goals as well uh, going forward. So if you're interested in that, you can always email us at uh, ducksandpucks at uh, usa.com, and uh, we'll get more info on that uh, to you. And uh, the writers that did go, uh, they basically told me Eddie, they went at 8, 9 in the morning and uh, waited out there for uh, you know two, three hours, and there was over 8,000 fans that went. So, I mean, that's just uh, a remarkable number and great to see the turnout down there. Yeah, yeah being able to bring that many people and – you know, having hockey back in San Diego, and you know, there's a what I from what I've seen on Twitter is there's a lot of Kings fans up there, and, and probably a lot of Sharks fans, and you know to bring more Ducks fans hopefully up there will be nice, and and even if not, just to you know have everybody to be able to watch hockey in San Diego, and you know root for a team that has a lot of history down there is is going to be good for the fans up there, and you know really good for the AHL and and the NHL in general. Yeah, and if, and if we didn't mention already, the name is the San Diego Goals. We did uh, put that out, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so they did keep the name. They changed the logo a little bit, not too much. A little bit of tinkering with the colors and stuff. We'll have to see how the, how the jerseys look. Um, but it's going to be good. We're going to have some people covering it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to make my way down there for some of the games for sure uh, next season. And... Um, the last couple things here for you is just make sure, you, you know, you follow the uh, podcast and our email uh, list. We're going to be doing a little contest in the month of March coming up here. We've got some tickets for the, uh, the Oilers game and Stars game uh, in April. And uh, also we've got some uh, shirts that have been um, still going out there, new ones that we've been putting out, still taking some more ideas in. We may make some more new ones uh, before the season ends. Um, Got two coupons going right now. Uh, you know, Silverberg got that uh, game winner in the shootout last night. So uh, if you want to go over to dnphockey.com and uh, put in Silver Bullet uh, as the uh, checkout code, you'll get 20% off on that shirt. And, uh, you know, a Tamu um, becoming basically the uh, rally Tamu is uh, we were kind of talking about uh, last night and uh, people were excited to see. Uh, you know, we still have a handful of the hero shirts left. Um, if you want 20% off of that, you can put in uh, Rally Tamu for the code for that shirt as well. Uh, and, you know, if anybody has ideas for shirts and whatnot, you can always email me, uh, hit up Eddie too. Uh, you know, there's been a handful of people that have come up with ideas and, you know, we're always welcome to try to make more, more uh, gear out there for, you know, the fans. So just stay tuned for that. Um, follow the, the uh, blog and the podcast. We'll be back most likely our regular day next Sunday. And uh, let's go Ducks, and let's just uh, keep this win streak rolling, and we'll see you in a week. The Anaheim Ducks are the Stanley Cup champions.